You're listening to the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many more with one mission in mind, understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us. This is the one podcast that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new, so thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. My friends, you're back for another episode of The Routine Project, and I'm so excited you're here because today I'm joined by yet another amazing social content creator, and that's not just who she is. She's an entrepreneur, she's a mental health advocate, and her name is Alexi Hensler. So excited you're here. Um, So thank you for coming on The Routine Project podcast uh, with me today, my friend. I am stoked to be here. I love your podcast. I love you. So I'm excited to dive in. No, and thank you for saying that because a lot of times in podcasting and anybody who's listening, you guys can also attest to this when, when Lexi and I are now in your ears, you know, you kind of expect a really thoughtful conversation. And, and I was doing some research and I had I actually signed off from doing it. Cause I go, you know what? I wanted Lexi to tell her own story, but you have a very particular way of doing the social media thing. And may I mention that you have 15 million followers? Like it's actually insane. And there is something special, I believe, for sure with you and uh, how you're wanting to live your life through social in a, in a very holistic way based on something that you had been through. So if you'll give us a little bit of history as to what had happened to you, what changed your life and how you've pretty much been so intentional with social media. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for saying that. I definitely do try to live very authentically um, just through my life experiences. And some of those experiences were, you know, I feel like very, I guess, kind of traumatic, but um, very life-changing moments. And I went through a few of them. Um, I was bullied pretty severely to the point where, I mean, I had concussions. It was decided that we should move towns. And then, you know, things got better on that front. And then I ended up in the hospital with some serious illness. And then shortly after that, um, the bowling got bad again. And um, it led me to a really dark place with a suicide attempt. And um, so a lot of trauma happening in a short span of four years. But I noticed that I felt I was the only one facing it. And I thought I was weird for having the thoughts I was having. And now that we have this incredible opportunity through social media to really connect with people all across the world, I wanted to be one of the people that was like, hey, this is normal. I went through it. It did get Mm. better. You want to hold on because there weren't really any people saying that when I was growing up. And I think if I had someone to watch that I really enjoyed their content, I really enjoyed their success and they were to sit down and be like, I was in the darkest place you can possibly be. Mm. I think that really would have helped give me strength and hope. So that's definitely my goal is to show people that the reality of life and how gnarly it can be sometimes. But then also now I'm traveling the world and doing all of these things I love because I fought through it and things got better. Mm. And thank you for opening up. I just, and, and you guys probably feel it too listening. There is 
there's so much comfort and I think peace with knowing that other people go through certain things. And it's interesting. My, my I have another podcast with Kevin Quinn. You should actually, um, it's called Luminosity and him and I would love to chat with you too. Uh, the reason I bring that up, it's, it's a mental health podcast. And I believe uh, in my heart that these conversations do matter. And even though we will get into your routines as to like what this bucket list of all the top 50 things that you want to do in your lifetime means. And, you know, and I think that's all fine and dandy, but to even start on this idea that like, you have taken the initiative, right? And the responsibility on yourself to destigmatize mental health. And I believe that is so powerful. Um, so I just thought I would definitely tell you that it's not just admirable, but um, to keep going down that lane, especially in entrepreneurship. So you, there's no question you and I are a bit younger than some of the entrepreneurs who might be listening. And I don't think it's an age thing. I think what you went through in four years, a lot of people are still going through, whether it's bullying or mental health crises. So then on that, when it comes to your work now, how has creating work, right? Content, or I'm sure you're blogging and creating brands and doing deals. So how has creating work with such a specific mission that's not just close to your heart, but that you know is close to everyone who's watching you's heart, how does that change the work that you're doing? Like, how, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you can even walk us through how work feels now as compared to like if you're in a corporate job. I mean, it's definitely a lot different because I'm my own boss and I believe in mental health days. So it was so funny the other day, I ended up just kind of canceling everything because I was like, you know what? I am doing no service to anyone if I don't take care of myself today. And, you know, I wish every nine to five, I, I hope we can get to that point where they're offering that. But, um, I mean, honestly, I don't think I think too much about it. I just kind mm. of think about whenever I'm creating a piece of content, I'm like, I want someone to be able to laugh and be distracted from whatever's going on right now. Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm doing more travel content, I'm like, I want to inspire them to go see the world. You know, I want to inspire them that there's so much more out there that, you know, to live for and to strive to do one day. Mm -hmm. um, and then also the responsibility of when I do have these conversations about mental health, making sure that, you know, anything I'm saying, thinking of all the different ways it could be perceived by someone young watching it and making sure that, you know, I'm not encouraging something negative because I feel like sometimes when people get into little details about things, kids are like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. So even just mm -hmm. that responsibility of making sure that I'm not putting things in people's heads and I'm framing it in a very realistic, but still positive way. Um, I always just keep those things in mind. Mm. It's interesting how you end by saying you keep those things in mind, yet you don't think about it too much. And that's beautiful because a lot of us can't differentiate between the two because I believe in working, right? When you are, I mean, duh, we believe in working, but I mean, listen, some people who are listening, you might be on the verge of retirement and it's great. And uh, some people are just getting into their journeys. And the reason I love shows like this is because at the end of the day, you can create your own and you can go make as much as you want and create as much as you want. But that, that takes a really big toll. And I'll even say this while we're recording that this podcast episode is very much going to be uh, specific to the mind, right? The mind and and the health of, you know, being able to navigate your career and your work path uh, in, in a very healthy way. You said it, mental health days. People don't think about that. I, I, I literally didn't want to stop you, but I'm saying I took a day off. 
And, you know, people say that entrepreneurs sometimes are harder working than nine to fivers. And I believe that because you put too much pressure on yourself. Right. And so when it comes to pressure for you, Lexi, how do you manage pressure? Is it taking the mental health days? Is it knowing that because you don't know when you're going to feel like you're overdoing it or on the verge of burnout? Do you know what I mean? So describe to us, especially with like a seven day work week. Right. And, you know, you're probably working a little bit each day at least. What are you identifying to be able to say, okay, well, no, that's the, I'm overdoing that, or I'm going to trim the fat here. I ain't, I'm not, I don't even want to do that advertising deal because it's just going to make my, make me too busy. And I don't want to be busy. It's funny. Cause I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm taking a little bit better care of myself in that sense, because I'm just a yes, man. I'm like, yes, I'll do it. I'll find time. I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. And I just ran myself into the ground of severe burnout for months at a time. I couldn't pull out. And it used to be my friends that kind of kept me in check. Like, when are you, when are you going to take time for yourself? And then finally, I I think I've gotten to that point of maturity where I realized that I'm not going to be able to create the best content. I'm not going to have the best head on my shoulders to think in entrepreneurial ways if Mm. I don't take time to sleep and eat and take care of myself. And I think the biggest thing of all of it is even just my own mental thoughts of I'm not good enough. This isn't going to work. I should just quit now. And my boyfriend's an entrepreneur too. So sometimes we just have to sit down and check each other and just be like, Hey, (laughs) you're doing great. I know it's scary because you know, in a nine to five, at least you have someone kind of telling you what to do or even that's right. Some direction. I mean, sometimes I just want someone to tell me what to film because I might just be completely creative burnout, but I think it's a lot of checking in, talking with people, Mm. trying to keep a positive energy. Even just, I found reading books that talk a lot about how the more positive you are and the kinder you are with yourself, the more success you're going to see. And I've definitely Mm. noticed a big difference with that. I just, I know too many people now who, and you probably do as well, that it doesn't feel like they're really doing work they love yet. They chose the work they're doing. It's, it's a bit odd to me. And so this is very much an entrepreneur podcast and I'm glad you bring it up that you do have to almost like check in with yourself on your burnout meter, because there's something to be said, like, whether or not you're building a business or a product or, you know, you, a brand or a social media account, that is so interesting how many people don't do that, which is the check-in points. So do you have routinely check-in points with your boyfriend? What do those routines look like? And is there something that you guys keep each other accountable for? Like, you know, is it a Sunday dinner to prepare for the week? Is it a Friday night check-in with wine? To, you know, and then I'll give my thoughts, but I just, I wonder that in your life because it's, it's gotta be there, right? Routines of just like self-check. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because even we, when we are doing, you know, we try to do a weekly date night, which I think has been so important in our relationship, but you know, I'm still posting and getting content for Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. And sometimes in my line of work specifically, I do have to turn off because I realize that even when I'm taking a break, I'm still creating content and still in that mind space. But I think Mm. it's become a really organic thing for us where I notice that I'm really stressed or irritable 
Mm. And I know it's because I'm really stressed out about work and making it work, making work work. Mm. Same with him. Or even if we catch it in each other, Hey, you seem a little off today. Do you want to talk about it? What's going on? Sure. And then, you know, maybe we didn't even realize what was truly bugging us until we start talking a little bit about it. But mm. and then just planning a trip and being like, you know what? I'm going to work super hard the next few weeks. And then we're going to Hawaii and we're going to unplug and kind of having those little goals to look forward to. I really like those. Mm. You said it. You got to look forward to something. That's for sure. And it's interesting you say we try to do weekly date nights and I've met some people who are very strict with their, with their time, you know, but I think you on, maybe it's not in contradiction to that, but the way that it sounds like for you, you know, you're, you're able to kind of like feed the problem when it happens and, you know, or, or feel and then act where some people are like, I just had this conversation the other day. It's like, just because it's Sunday doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we have to do that thing. I think it's like, you do want to look at it as today. I'm not feeling okay. And I'm going to take a break, you know, or Tam feeling extra motivated. We're going to go knock 15 items off that little list. So I, I, I really love that. And, and speaking of lists though, so this bucket list of top 15 things that you've said you wanted to do in your lifetime, when did that spark? Was it pretty much after you'd been through all you went through and then you just decided that that was like a mission of yours? And then what's on that bucket list? If you can give us like five to 10 things. Yeah, it was really when I was in the hospital um, recovering. I had a lot of time to think <laughs> because even after they discharged me, I was in an outpatient 10 hour day program with them. And, you know, I was just painting and thinking and I was like, well, I've gone through a lot and I always found the number one thing that helped me hold on was really just my future because I was like, look, I'm miserable. I don't like where my life is at, but I'm also a kid and I have no control over that. So I know things aren't really going to get better in high school as far as bullying. I know things aren't going to get better immediately, but I know that in the future, when I'm out of high school, when I have enough money saved up from serving tables that I can go and complete these things and that'll make all of this worth it to me. But holding on to those future goals was something that really just, I think was the main reason I hung in there. And Mm. so some of them, I mean, most of them I've already knocked off the list. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I visited the underwater hotel and slept underwater staring at fish that was definitely one of the coolest ones um i've jumped out of about 10 or 11 planes now skydiving and one hot air balloon the hot air balloon was way scarier than jumping out of the planes um dog sledding sleeping in an ice hotel really cold but really cool experience (laughs) and the funny thing is the more things i cross off the more i add to it so it has become an ever-growing list but i love that the episode you're listening to is sponsored by native i just love the feeling of soaking up the sun this time of year and i'm sure you do too but with all the time in the sun we all begin to worry about protecting our skin But with Native, we can give our skin the protection it needs and soak up that much-needed sun, especially as summer is right around the corner. As someone who routinely plays volleyball every weekend, Native sunscreen has legitimately made me feel like I have one less thing to worry about so I can have the time of my life with the sport I love. Native's quickly absorbing ultra-sheer hydrating and lightweight sunscreen formula offers broad-spectrum SPF 30 protection from UVA and UVB sun rays. 
All native sunscreen is made with 20% active zinc oxide formula that is dermatologist tested and suitable for sensitive skin. All native sunscreen is made with oils derived from plants that seal in skin moisture and is vegan and cruelty free. You can choose from one of Native's three delicious and subtle scents like coconut and pineapple, which is my favorite, rosé, or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body, or you can try their unscented option too. As I'd mentioned, coconut and pineapple is my favorite, but I've also used the unscented one because sometimes you just don't want to smell like sunscreen, or you might like the smell of certain scents too. It's the absolute best thing. I use it all the time, and it's easy to carry anywhere you want to take it. It's not like one of those big bottles. They actually come in really nice small tubes for you to take wherever you're heading. Give your skin the protection it deserves today with Native's Mineral Sunscreens. You can go to native.com slash routine or use the promo code routine at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. Give your skin the protection it needs with Native's Mineral Sunscreens and all you have to do is go to nativedeo.com slash routine or you can just use the promo code routine at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash routine or just use that promo code routine at checkout. Sometimes it can get confusing, so I'll say one last time, nativedeo.com slash routine, or use that promo code routine. That's really cool to hear. I don't know if I, I don't even know if we've had that conversation on this podcast as to like the things people look forward to checking off a list like that, because most of us are too busy checking off these to-do lists that are about work and work will never love you back, but those trips will always love you back. That's incredible. And we'll go back to that in a moment, just in terms of like what more you've added to the list. Uh, But I wanted to bring up something you did at the end of last year, uh, which was start a new brand called Hugs with a Z. And why? Uh, Because rumor has it, the brand sold out within 24 hours of its debut. Uh, Shocking, probably not so shocking, right? What was the idea behind these stuffed animals and kind of making it a mission to have that be an extension of you and your story? Yeah, it's funny in a way because that hospital moment for me did spark so many things in the sense of the list, but also I developed a severe panic attack disorder for the first time in my life at 17 And we couldn't even figure out what was happening for a while because no one in my family had panic attacks. And then we realized, oh my gosh, she's having panic attacks four to five times a day. And I was really hesitant as far as medication for a little while because I was like, well, all these side effects, I don't know. So I just tried out different things and a friend had gifted me a weighted blanket. I don't know why I said that weighted blanket. (laughs) I really was in shock by how much of a difference it made for me. I immediately could feel my whole body just calming down. And I loved it. I looked into the science of it and how the weight being applied to your body really does lower blood pressure, lower your heart rate, therefore bringing down your entire central nervous system. I was like, well, what if we could take these, this weighted method and make a cute portable stuffed animal version of it. And then along with that, even just I felt like that would really help destigmatize the mental health conversation. You know, maybe someone has a weighted stuffed animal. A friend asks, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's a really cute stuffed animal, but actually helps a lot with my anxiety or my depression or my sleep habits as well. So Mm. that sparked the idea for hugs. And of course, we do have a percentage of the proceeds going to a kid's mental health charity Mm. in honor of helping in any and every way we can. But it's been in a shocking, I think, process. I definitely didn't expect it to sell out, um, but I'm so glad that people love it. And just hearing 
the impact that the way the stuffed animals have made has made meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. No, I love hearing that. The production process of all of that. I'm curious now. So we will dive into a little bit of entrepreneurship with you, Lexi. Who were you calling? Who was on the team? What were you guys doing to create that? Because you sell something out. You have to go make it, don't you? Or were they already pre-made? How were they made to be like weighted stuff? The first time I've ever heard of anything like this. Yeah, I have a really good friend, Rohan. And I met him right when I had started my YouTube journey. And he was an incredible finance and business advisor. And he was like, hey, I know you don't have really any money yet, but I would love to help you (laughs) and just kind of help you with your finances, help you with your taxes, help you with some business stuff. And, you know, you'll you'll grow. And I was like, "Okay, sure. And we ended up becoming really good friends. And then when I launched just my everyday merch, hoodies and hats and T-shirts, he helped me with that venture. And we came out with the llama first. Hmm. Is, is it twenty twenty one in December? And the weighted llama, and it wasn't quite a brand yet. It was just an extension of my merch. I just wanted to test it and see how people felt about it. And of course, it was that overwhelming reaction of, "Oh my gosh, I love this!" We were like, "Well, we should just dive into a whole brand together." And he introduced me to his good friend Larry. It's so funny, all these connections, and. Larry was just an incredible graphic designer. He had some connections to factories that we tested out to see which one we loved the product with the most most. And then we just had a had a bunch of trials of seeing, you know, what insides are the highest quality, mm. the best weight, trying to get obviously, I had to learn all about profit margins, which is fun <laughs> because I was like, I want to keep this cost low enough so it's accessible. But we still do need to make enough to cover costs and have money left over for advertising. So that was a whole process as well. But yeah, we batch ordered a good amount and then launched it and then it sold out. And we were like, oh, no, <laughs> we, we need to. This is great, but we need to get on ordering more because it was mm. also Black Friday. So people wanted them in time for Christmas. Mm. So we luckily we were able to airship them over, but that really cut profits in even more. And you probably didn't care too much, right? I think that when you have such a lean team with a big purpose like that, business doesn't feel so much like business, but you brought up every business point it took to get those stuffed animals to people's houses. And that's interesting. And I'm always curious because like, there is something about taking something so strong of a mission like that, right? Again, back to this idea that it's close to your heart, but then clearly close to a lot of people's hearts. Um, especially those who who sold it out right within the first 24 hours, that there are many things that we can go create and uh, sell and try to advertise to your point and find the right profit margins. But when you do it with soul, I think the game changes, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, for me and my team, we were just focused on getting people these stuffed animals for Christmas. And anyone that couldn't get one, I hand wrote a card stayed up all night, just handwriting Christmas cards to every single person that wasn't able to get one in time. Just like, Hey, thank you for the support. We love and appreciate you. Mm. And that's always been a big part of our mission is we don't want to be one of those black and gray corporate companies because this is such a passion project. I've always dreamed of having a brand that could impact mental health in some way. So for me, this is one of my main life goals. Mm-hmm. And we always try to 
communicate with people. I think we have one of the best customer services that I've seen a company have. We focus on all those little details of, oh, there was a slight issue with someone's stuffed animal where they over microwaved it or something. We're like, it's okay. You know what? We're going to send you a new one. But just building those relationships and making people feel like this isn't just some Amazon company. Mm. And Amazon, love Amazon, but right. You know, we're a company with a face behind it and a passion behind it and a project behind it. I think that's been a really big goal of mine. And I'm excited to see that people feel that way too. Mm. And even just on growth too, you think about it, like you do probably at some point want to scale it, maybe, right? But then it kind of begs the same, uh, the opposite idea, which is you don't always have to. And so do you have goals to make it a bigger company and, and maybe a bigger brand in some capacity? And in which ways are you trying to set your own expectations so you're not doing it too fast so that you can maintain that amazing customer service rapport? I think just having a lot of conversations with our team mm. of, you know, hey, maybe it's time to bring someone else on. And we did just bring someone on to help in the advertising and marketing space because mm. I've been doing it. And as much as I love doing it, I don't really have time to do it. Yeah. And not also the expertise that um, he has. So just having those conversations, keeping ourselves in check, because obviously we want this company to succeed. We want it to blow up even more. We mm. want to help as many people as we can help. Um, but yeah, I think just checking in, having those conversations, kind of like with anything in life and checking each other, being like, because someone on the team might be like, hey, we need to increase profit margins, but then sure. checking in being like, hey, how do we do that without taking advantage of our customers? Mm. Well said. You know, you say he three times. Is it all men and you? And then how does that dynamic work? Because I'm the opposite. I have a team of a lot of women and I love it. Yeah, it's funny because it's all men and me right now, which I didn't even really notice until today because on the influencer side of things, my team is all women. So that is interesting. But I think it's just the group I fell in with because I met Rohan first and he was connected to Larry and now bringing in show and now we have this beautiful team of four but I think they just have so much respect for women in particular me and so it's never really been something I've thought about I've been in very sexist situations in workplaces before and I never thought about it because they've never made me feel like I'm a woman or I'm different they've always just been like wow we have so much respect for you. You're amazing. We all love this idea. Let's run with it. None of us have even taken a penny out of our profits because we all just are quote unquote working for free because we believe in this project so much. Mm, that's really, really cool. Rad as they say, right? <laughs> if we can go back and not to pull bad memories, but I do think it would be helpful for a lot of people to know, but what you had experienced with bullying in terms of how severe it got and how low you'd mentioned it was the darkest point of your life. And now knowing the work you're doing and the positive impact you have, right? You've mentioned positivity three times this conversation and I love it. Um, Cause I try to do the same thing. And if you're listening, you know, it's just one of the strongest ways to connect with people and to also influence people. And there are going to be bullies, right? For example, not just to the youth. And when you were in school, grade school, rather it's, 
it's all over the place, right? Especially in your world of social media with 15 million people that are just watching your channels. So the bullying and, and what you had experienced in, in conversion to now, what you feel like has made you stronger, especially as a businesswoman. Like this is why I ask questions for a living because I've just gotten to know your whole life and I love you. You think about how you're impacted in a positive way and why you are so positive now because of the bullying uh, and, and beyond the overcoming. What's the correlation there and how can we all get to that place if we've been bullied, if we're currently being bullied, and if people are currently out to get your business, your brand, your company, or whatever it might be? I mean, there's always going to be someone in any age, any aspect, any room of life that is going to bully you and want to tear you down. And it's funny because the second I realized what a bully is and why they bully, it had a lot less meaning and pain behind it because no happy person, my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time. If we're in traffic and someone like cuts us off or flips us off, like no happy person is trying to tear someone else down. That person that is bullying you, harassing you, undermining you in some way is so miserable or jealous or hateful that I got to the point where I just feel so freaking bad. Like if someone's coming for me in the comments, someone's coming for my business. I mean, I've definitely had my fair share at only 25 with some people trying to steal and do really sketchy things in business. And they're just they're never going to be happy. And that makes me very sad. And mm. just letting, letting it all wash off me, obviously, I think I definitely went through some conditioning growing up because how bad the bullying was. Now things don't affect me nearly as much, but mm. trying your best to frame in that perspective and be like, you know what, if anything, this person just needs love and Jesus or, mm. <laughs> or something. But yeah, just trying to let it wash off your shoulders, not let it define you. It, sure. You know, sometimes I take a moment and I'm just like, I'm going to cry on my couch and cuddle with my dog because that did hurt. But you get stronger. Everything you go through makes you stronger. And yeah, what doesn't kill you does in fact make you stronger. I learned that myself. Yeah, no, well said. We'll add the uh, Kelly Clarkson's little quote in there too. I, I know, that. right? You know, they're... There's so much here that I, I want to keep extending on yet. Also, um, everything she's mentioned, everything we've talked about will be in the links below, my friends. And it, it's so incredible. We'll have her website, her channels, of course, to keep up with everything Lexi is doing. Uh, and before we do go, I wonder, number one, what's on that bucket list recently? What have you recently added? If you had to give us one thing, what is that? The second question I have for you is... When it comes to focus, clearly, I feel like you're a good focus and aim, like kind of gal, yet let alone business person. Uh, and then your routines around focus. So we'll start with the bucket list question. And then we have to ask you about your routines and focus and prioritization. Yes, I am dying to go to Africa and see oh, some animals up front. My um, Rohan, actually, my good friend and business partner, he just got back from an Africa trip and he was there for weeks at a time and seeing how it really just gave him such a beautiful new perspective and being up close with those animals. And 
Mm. Even unplugging and not being able to have internet for three weeks was such a beautiful thing. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, And then as far as focus, I think it really comes when you're so passionate about something and it's a natural reaction. You want to focus, you want to work on something. If even when, I don't know, I could be like laying at the beach, even I would watch movies with my roommates and they'd be like, why are you still working? And I'm like, I'm passionate about it. I'm focused on it. I'm focused on that end goal Mm. Focused on building a brand that I'm so passionate about that can touch everyone across the world. But I think focus is something that has, for me, has stemmed from passion and has become something that maybe I focus a little too much sometimes. But, mm. um, but yeah, focus is, focus is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just said it. I mean, you didn't say it, but you kind of did, right? You do have routines where you are able to socialize and relax and take care of yourself and still maintain this purposeful passion of, of doing work that you, um, I used to say obsessed, obsessed, not the right word. It's actually passion. You're passionate about this work. And, uh, I'm just glad we got to learn this from you and I'm glad that you are able to, and and so happy uh, that you were able to come onto this podcast, share your story uh, more with us. If anything, it was wisdom. Uh, I know a lot of us are very curious about the business side of things, which you also shared, right? I think it was really important. A lot of the things that you'd mentioned, if anybody wants to then go create a product and figure out how to do all that stuff, uh, you can find uh, Alexa here anywhere. I'm about to link her in the descriptors below. Uh, And if you tuned in for the first time, thanks for clicking play. Uh, And if you're here for the second time, third time, whenever time, uh, this has been the Routine Project Podcast. Lexi, thank you so much uh, for coming and joining me. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. And I look forward to the next Routine Project Podcast. Hey, it's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you. So drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. Now until I get that next episode to you, start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same. 